Hi guys, this is Andre. Welcome to today's Marketing Innovation Podcast. Today we will discuss the importance of voice SEO and how this is being different from uh, the classic SEO that we are all accustomed to and what brands should do today in order to make sure that they will be successful in the next couple of months when voice is going to pick up and new opportunities will arise. Today on the show we have Roland as well, our voice specialist, and we will debate this subject together. Hi Roland, it's great to have you back on the episode. How's everything going? Hey, how's it going? Oh, fine. Nothing really happening. Just chilling here. How about you? <laughs> all good, all good. Come on, we need more enthusiasm. <laughs> let's let's get to this. So, um, yeah, we will discuss, uh, as we were saying, the important, importance of voice SEO. And um, just a quick introduction, we were de- uh, debating these uh, kind of new emerging trends in voice in our previous episodes as well, um, and how people search for information online in a different way at the moment. So why we are believers that voice is going to be the next big thing is because it's frictionless and is basically information on demand that is uh, but because voice is a passive um, source, then people can do this and search for information online or do whatever they need to do while they do other things as well. So, um, Roland, uh, in terms of the voice searches and the growth in popu- popularity, um, would you like to give us an introduction in terms of uh, how um, the voice adoption is uh, changing and kind of like some figures around it? Yeah, sure. Um, what we know now is that around every third search on um, Google made by a mobile device, it's uh, done by voice. So uh, that means that more and more people are starting using voice queries and voice search, doing from mobile directly because it's just faster. And uh, uh, using this trend, Comscore predicts that 50% of um, all web searches will be done by voice by 2020. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a really interesting thing. And also, like, if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner today, it's uh, definitely a thing to keep in mind because um, there are a couple of things that will differ from voice to search, and we'll debate all of them today. But uh, some, I mean, obviously, if you have a business that is service oriented, that you have to make sure that your services are searchable and easy to display with voice as well, because uh, mainly if you are a service provider uh, for your local community, then uh, voice search is going to be much more local than other types of searches and your SEO has to kind of shine through and uh, bring that, you know, as an advantage to you. So um, just to, again, uh, dive a bit uh, more into the subject, uh, let's see a a couple of the benefits of voice search. so, uh, Roland, again, do you want to start on uh, why people are more keen to using voice today and how this is growing? Yeah, um, regarding this, we've recently launched an article explaining exactly the use cases of smart speakers and uh, voice search on, done by mm-hmm. mobile. So if you want to check that, we'll link the article in the description. And uh, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can also find it on our Medium page as well. So it's uh, the uh, adoption in terms of voice trends and how brands can benefit from it today. Uh, just have a look on our uh, publication there on Medium, and you can find it. Uh, yeah. So what we basically said there is that the uh, driving force behind the smart speakers are the use cases um, such as having one in your kitchen or living room or even bedroom because let's say in the kitchen case, um, your hands are always um, doing something. So you can't really reach out for your phone or for a computing device to search for a recipe or try to get some information. 
So that's why voice is much more convenient in that situation. And many families are uh, buying speakers to uh, spread them around the house. Let's say you have some echo dots in the bedrooms and bigger speakers in the living room so that you also can communicate with all the rooms uh, from once. You have the broadcast feature, you have the uh, reminders, you have the voice messaging stuff and it's just a way better interface than shouting or trying like to call on the phone someone. I think so. Yeah, yeah, mainly in America, I think it's a big thing because um, obviously houses there tend to be bigger and definitely. Actually, uh, just to give you guys a bit of information, uh, if you didn't check the article yet, uh, just to kind of g give a bit of context, what we discovered is that uh, the adoption in terms of um, use usage of voice in houses and within a family environment is uh the highest amongst the people 35 to 45 uh, years old or 30 to 45 around that while younger people tend to use it more uh, you know kind of like in social environments as well so um, it's um, it's definitely a trend that is being adopted at a very high pace and we can see that in the sales that are being generated for amazon devices as well as the media attention that is being drawn to this so um Mainly if you are into marketing, you probably saw publications as Adweek, for example, or even Marketing Week writing about the importance of uh, these brands. We also focus on that very much, mainly from the UK. So, um, yeah, uh, for more insight, just, um, um, just check out our latest article. And uh, now let's go into what voice really means for your business. So... Um, your SEO for voice search is going to be applicable for any circumstance. If you have a website or a web presence, which most businesses do, then this is certainly a thing to keep in mind. Um, now, um, from a customer-oriented perspective, uh, it's a couple of ways in which we will look at this. But let's take the first case, which is from a customer-oriented perspective. Uh, some things that you have to keep in mind uh, when the customers executed the search through voice is that while at the moment um, the searches are shorter, let's say, on mobile devices or uh, web in terms of the keywords that are used, so for example, two, three, four keywords, um, with voice, this is gonna, the query is going to be longer. So it's going to be more in a form of uh, a question, maybe. So um, include words such as where, what, etc. Um, and also, uh, users are looking for quick or direct answers. So in this case, your brand will, will have to be kind of like formatted in such a way that when Alexa looks for the result, your result is going to seem to be the most direct answer to the question. So, for example, local cases would be looking for some pizza or for the local dentist or for a hairdresser and so on. Yeah, keep in mind that the way that they will be asking the question to Alexa or executing the search is going to be different. So, um, now one tip that uh, business owners can uh, take from us in terms of how to best use these uh, long take keywords and insert these into their website content. Um, this should be probably uh, this should be probably used at the beginning of uh, your meta tags and your description in the meta tags, as well as on the top of the pages when um, uh, you know kind of like at the moment you have the SEO and the meta data for Google to search. Make sure that this is um, worded in such a way that is much more uh, verbalized. So it's like you were answering a question from uh, from Alexa, let's say, or from from the customer through Alexa. Um, and um, 
Okay, now let's uh, take them one by one and see exactly in detail what you should do as a business owner or a marketeer to ensure that your products and services are correctly optimized for SEO. So Roland, do you want to help us a bit in terms of uh, this transformation in the query length? So how are they kind of getting longer at the moment? Sure. Um, if you look at the uh, typing uh, kind of query length we currently have, it's around one to three words because you use when you use Google, you just type like your issue. You don't really type how do you solve this issue. It's like issue fix. That's it, most of it. And uh, to uh, using voice, it's a different interaction because you have to ask the intention as well. So it's like how, why, who, blah blah blah. And um, speech searches are at least three words. Uh, in length and this is expected to continue growing as digital assistants are becoming better at recognizing context and specific specifics from a question and um, in comparison text search it's uh, more concentrated around one three words again because you search for that problem and then fix or solution or another key term and uh, one tip or uh, and uh, what tip one tip would be ah what the fuck and uh, one tip would be for businesses to try to find the best long tail keywords to insert into their content, preferably at the beginning uh, of the product or service description. So if you have, let's say, an electronic device, um, I don't know, let's take like a TV, it would be way better to have, let's say, LG AMOLED um, for 14 inch screen no what the fuck lg amoled 40 inch uh, tv screen rather than having that uh, like lg 125k blah blah, blah. this like huge uh, code that is undecipherable uh, by users through voice um, look at facebook uh, look at um, apple how they name their devices and you can super easily recognize what is what because they did it so well and you can understand like what iPhone is the latest one and what is not. But with uh, TV monitors or but what with uh, PC monitors or TVs can't really understand this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, try like to make everything more natural and give names instead of having codes. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a good idea. And if, uh, I mean, obviously at the moment there will be a lot of models and mainly the electronics brands probably think about this. Like, how do I totally change my namings because I can't do it because the products are on the market? The solution might be to just keep the name a bit shorter and then add whatever is relevant in the first sentence in the description. So when the customer, let's say, finds that and wants more information about it, uh, first of all, he has the patience to um, to listen for the whole uh, product name. So if that's like three to five words, then that's fine. And then if they want to hear more details about the model, then they can do that as well by saying, let's say, Alexa, give me more details. And then the first thing that they will find is, you know, the additional product specifications that might be relevant. So now going back into the um, uh, point with uh, question words and people asking questions. Uh, do you want to kind of like explore this a bit more? Yeah. So uh, the second strategy we have, it's um, trying to include more question words in um, your titles so that 
goes back to content marketing strategies and making more articles and um, bringing more value by having tutorials or how-to guides or just tips. I think you have more experience in this, so you can talk how brands can create how-to content, right? Uh, yeah, sure. So basically, th this would be the idea of, for example, one of the good examples would be at the moment YouTube, where people look for stuff or how to, where to find, etc. And uh, usually YouTube comes as one of the first results because it's, uh, well, it's voice and video. But ideally in a voice scenario, uh, Alexa should be able to look in the same way that um, Google does, for example, now through video content on YouTube to find your results. So keep in mind that Alexa uses Bing. So your SEO is going to be firstly optimized for Bing and then optimized for voice in such a way that, for example, when somebody searches for, let's say, a recipe of how to cook um, banana bread or how to, uh, you know, fry potatoes, whatever that might be, uh, then the result from you is... Um, very relevant and easy to find and easy to, again, be categorized as a direct answer. So produce content, um, put these things into your frequently asked questions on uh, maybe your website so that when Alexa lands on your website, then the additional information that might occur from this interaction is also pulled from your website and so on and so forth. And also you can include this in your um, service descriptions as well, if applicable. So um, not in the form of a question, but rather than uh, this product teach you, teaches you how to do X, Y, and Z or something like that. In such a way that again, when Alexa lands on your page, uh, it can pull this information from your description and then, you know, kind of like facilitate the selling of the product. Mm -hmm. What I would add here is that at the moment, when you ask, uh, give me more information about Apple or Samsung, they access the Wikipedia page. But if you're like a smaller business and you don't have that, um, the second best way to provide this information would be to, as you said, have an FAQ page. And if you have exactly those keywords like about uh, the about us tab you have um more information about our brand um alexa will be able to get into that tap into the information and just pull everything and spit it out instead of having a wikipedia or like some this kind of like more uh like higher Oh, okay. So kind of like as uh, when your company grows, it kind of like has a bigger online presence and so on. So people, you know, kind of can find more information from multiple sources. Yeah. Again, this is an SEO thing, a classic SEO thing uh, using backlinks. And I'm going to go into it in just a bit. But um, yeah, you're totally right. And another thing that uh, now we can dive into is how users are looking for quick and direct answers and how brands can facilitate them being the results. So basically, most of us saw that, for example, when we look for something online and um, like a question or a service, usually we get like a suggested response um, on the top of the search page. So that would be, you know, kind of like how to um, build a boat. I don't know. You'll get like a box with step-by-step -step results. So that those can be from Wikipedia, but equally they can be from blog posts and so on. So many times now I saw many in the past two years, blog posts tend to rank very well in terms of, uh, you know, kind of like how to do stuff. And many times they are with, with bullet points and it's easy to surf through from a um, search engine point of view. And from the user point of view, it's also very easy to follow. So, um, 
um, what, one thing that you can do to, again, facilitate the discoverability in voice would be to include this kind of content in your... Um, uh, would be to include this kind of content in your website so that when uh, many, I mean, if you can on the main page, then that's amazing. If not on your blog, which is on your website, uh, in order for Alexa to, or Google to be able to pull these results and read them out loud to the user that is looking for them. So make sure you are straight to the point and you are answering these questions that the users might have. And this again goes back to the idea of creating content that is relevant and making sure you offer value before selling your services, because many times you build trust through this and then the users will come and purchase from you. But in the first place, the challenge is to get discover, discovered amongst all the other brands on in the Alexa environment or, you know, kind of like this search uh, on voice universe. Um, and another thing that uh, you should do, and you probably do that already for the classic SEO issues that you are addressing, but um, if you can keep your um, you know links and everything in directories up to date and also build backlinks so this would be uh, you being featured on other websites with direct links to your main pages then that also makes your pages more reliable from a search engine point of view as well as bumps it up in the search results as being you know one of the trusted web pages etc so that counts a lot and it will count in voice as well now keep in mind again that google assistants, for example, use Google, but if you don't do anything on the Bing side, then this is something you might want to consider mainly because Alexa uses this. And now going into the final point that we're discussing, which is the geolocation of the searches. As we were saying, at least at the moment and probably in the foreseeable future, people will use uh, assistance more often to find out about local things going on around them. So if you are a local business, a restaurant, etc., then it's going to be really important for you to have um, your business optimized for location as well. So one of the things that you should do is uh, make sure that, again, your website is mobile optimized. Now this is, uh, you know, most businesses already have that uh, in 2018, but if you don't, then address this immediately. And also make sure that you feature on websites such as Yelp, TripAdvisor, Google Maps, it's a really good one, Bing Maps, again, for Alexa, and uh, well, you know, all the maps that you can. And then in those places and on those kind of uh, platforms, make sure that you have your contact details there, a couple of details about your business, your website, etc., because all these things build backlinks to your business. So, um, you know, you kind of like have to create a system that feeds back to your website through all these things. So localized uh, things, content-based pages and so on, uh, enabling the assistant to find your business and your brand and then put the information and give it to the user. I wanted to ask you here, how do you um, compare the uh, um, local SEO of Google compared to uh, Bing? Okay, uh, great question. Basically, at the moment, from our research, um, Bing is not yet as developed as Google in terms of uh, artificial intelligence and their marketing tools. So um, mainly, if you look at Google, you'll probably have much more opportunity there to um, to optimize in terms of the geolocation because they connect very well with um, other providers. But for example, for Bing, one of the uh, main partners in terms of localization is Yelp. 
So make sure that if you are addressing the Alexa side of voice search, you are present on Yelp, you have reviews and so on. Um, and also in terms of Google Maps, uh, sorry, in terms of the Bing Maps, make sure that you have reviews there as well. So on both search engines, something really good to do is get, you know, your customers or some of your people within your organization to give the initial reviews and uh, feedback in order to build trust that that's the real place of your business, etc., and then put it on uh, Yelp, put it on other uh, additional local search engines, let's say, um, in order to build this. Uh, does this answer the question? Yeah, yeah, it's on point. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So um, I think uh, that's kind of it for today in terms of the voice SEO. It's a fresh subject. So everybody's kind of like looking into the next thing or the next discovery in terms of, um, you know, how brands will benefit from this long run. But also I believe that um, the voice assistants also are in development at the, at the moment in terms of their own optimization. So if you do these kind of things that we discussed about today, you are already 10 steps ahead of the competition. Like there's so many use cases of big, big companies that are not doing this right, that uh, you'll be able to, you know, kind of step up and uh, be the first in line, let's say, with minimum effort really. So this, these things optimized right uh, will probably take you just a couple of days. Again, if you need any help, you know where to find us. Write us at hello at marketu.com or on our social platforms and we'll be happy to explore this with you. So to make sure that you, we provide you with a bespoke support for your business. But uh, overall, the innovations and adoption in voice search open new amazing opportunities for brands to be found and purchased by possibly new target markets. Um, so in this context, preparation in advance is key to ensure that your brand will be uh, the innovative leader as we discussed. Um, until next time, I think uh, that was it. Roland, do you feel we should add a bit more on this or shall we wrap it up? Um, I would say, as you said, it's a, a new field now. So we are still trying to make the uh, UI and UX of this whole thing. Um, my advice would be just continue learning, continue researching ways of using this platform because at the moment it's not clear exactly. So new methods, new strategies might come up really, um, uh, might come up, on, yeah. On, yeah, really unexpectedly. Okay, guys, so thank you very much again for being with us today. Roland, thank you very much for your input and support as well. It's great to have you on the show. And um, until next time, rock it and see you in the next episode. Have a nice one.